Welcome to the BC Real Estate Podcast, episode number five. It's me, Ricky J, here with Jeff Chatta, JC Holmes, the one and only. How's it going, Jeff? Not bad, actually. I'm still doing a little bit of work while we're doing this, but I know you've been bugging me, Rick. Like, hey, let's get another one. Let's get another one up. Um, so I'm trying. I'm trying, but it actually segues to what we're going to be talking about today. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, you know, and I wanted to mention uh, recently, we had this conversation earlier about myself driving in my area of Surrey. And on my street alone, there was five homes for sale, right? Within a very short span of time, like within a week. Can we talk about how you look like you're going to eat the mic? Sorry, I was hungry. <laughs> Didn't have a meal today. Uh, I was in a rush, but you know, uh, yeah. But And then out of those five homes, four were actually sold already, but within a very short span of time. So I wanted to ask you, do you feel that just within the Surrey market, do you feel that it might be transitioning into a buyer's market, possibly? from a seller's market or are you feeling that the supply is withstanding the demand right now, you know? Well, okay, well, Rick, I mean, it's not just, I know you just mentioned Surrey right now, yep. but it's not just Surrey that, that is affected by the current market right now. Um, Vancouver, Richmond, Burnaby, you know, we've talked about before in the past, what areas um, are gonna be covered in this? Uh, most of our references are gonna be from Surrey or Cloverdale, Langley, all these kind of things. Yep. A lot of attention right now is, is this way. Um, so, where are we headed? Is that the question you asked me? Yeah, but, well, where are we headed, where we currently are right where now? Where we currently yeah. are. We're currently on a very, very crazy market still. Um, I think this is, our this is our fifth. Yeah, episode number five. Right, so yeah. um, not much has changed in terms of what market we're in. We're still in a, a very crazy market, but let me jump to what market we're in and let me let me first start off by by saying this what we do here on the bc real estate podcast show is anybody can start spitting out facts and, and spit out statistics and 29 percent of this and 30 percent of that and 65 you know <laughs> anybody can do that right what i really like doing and 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 i'm trying to make this sound less than it is but i really like to dumb it down Right. Yes. I want the best way for someone to invest or get into the real estate market is to really understand it as much as you can. Now, I'm not telling everybody to go out there and get your real estate license and now we can understand it. No, you know, it, there involves a little bit of knowledge and, and go out and talk to a realtor, talk to a professional, talk to me, call me. <laughs> That's right. But, but, you know, make sure you understand what's happening. Right. Now, to, to answer your question um, about the markets, let's first talk about what is a buyer's market? What is a seller's market? Yep. Right? Now, uh, a buyer's market, it, it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, it's when inventory is high. More options for right? buyers? Um, you know, there's plenty of homes for sale. Um, there's a shortage of buyers out there. Right? Yep. So buyers kind of get their pick of the litter. Right? You, you, you know, there's seven homes on the block. As you kind of mentioned yeah, exactly. right now, there's yeah. seven homes on the block and they get to choose. Now, I'm going to get into a personal story about this again. And yeah. once we define buyer's market, seller's market, all that kind of stuff, because you, you could also have a buyer's market in a seller's market and a seller's market in a buyer's market. You know, it, it gets a little confusing. We're, so we're going to try to dumb it down as much as possible while keeping everybody entertained. I will be making fun of Ricky as we go along to make sure everybody has fun with this. <laughs> of course, of course, entertaining. <laughs> um, but in a buyer's market, the advantage, right, it, it is really on the buyers, right? Mm -hmm. They get to 
negotiate more. They get to say, well, that home had those uh, features in it. Your home doesn't. Let's discount the price and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, let's talk about the tips. What should a buyer do in a buyer's market, right? Um, It's ideal for buyers to buy in a buyer's market, right? So what you want to do in a buyer's market is, is, you know, really take your time. Don't rush at all. (laughs) Know know what's out there. Know your inventory. Uh, See how long things have been in the market. See what the prices are, you know. Uh, just get out there but you know you don't need to rush so much because you're in the advantage the buyers in the advantage here Um, that goes into the next point of know what's available right you know know what homes come on the market know what has sold know what uh, you know down the street what uh, Susan just sold for or uh, two blocks away uh, Michael just got his house listed Mm -hmm. right know what's on the market um, and then with doing that, sorry, Rick, my phone's going off. No worries. Uh, <laughs> uh, with doing that, you can analyze the market, right? That one uh, was listed for this price. That one was, that one sold for this price. Um, uh, it took that long for this property to sell. You, you start analyzing, so you become like a junior realtor, mm-hmm. right? And then what that happens, you, you start analyzing the days on market, right? Because remember, it all goes back, and we've said this in numerous videos, Rick. Yep. Planning. Yes. Super planning, important. planning, planning, right? When you start analyzing, you start paying attention to the market, you can start doing your own market comparison, right? You know, um, John's home, although was very, very similar to uh, uh, Ryan's house sold in 30 days versus Ryan's home that sold in 60 days, why was it? Right, and then you can start seeing. Okay, well, that one had that feature, that one had this. But you, you start analyzing a bit, and you start knowing. Yep. That's what gives you the advantage. Right. That's right. Uh, too much, too much time on the market is not a good thing, right? Like for the properties. For, well, for who? Well, for the for the seller. Obviously, right? Yeah, right? No, no, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, too much time on the market for a buyer, it may be a good thing. It gives them more. It gives them more uh, negotiation power. Yeah. Right. Exactly, yeah. Now, uh, it's a really good point you just made there, Rick. Mm-hmm. Right, because too much time in the market, and, and we're going to talk about this on a different segment. I know we're saying this; we have so much lined up through all these shows that we're going to do. Lots. But when your home is on the market for so long, buyers may start thinking, "Well, what's wrong with it?" Exactly. Yep. Right. Uh, it, it, is there a foundation problem? Is there a leak? Did, was there a grow up? Even though there probably isn't a grow up, the mind frame starts going that way. Yeah, I get it. Right. That <laughs> makes sense. Um, so now that's for buyers. Now, let's talk about you sellers out there. Selling in a buyer's market, right? Um, you wanna do everything you can do to stand out. You're competing. Remember, there's a lot of inventory out there. You're competing with not only your neighbor, you're competing with the person down the block, you're competing with someone even in a different zone. Yeah, like yeah. Now, let, let's just say for Surrey, for example, mm-hmm. you know, let's just take Fleetwood, right? So Fleetwood, you know, you, you got, Guilford not right there, you got Bear Creek, we got the rules that divide everything. So not only are you competing with someone on your block, you're competing with maybe the next street over which goes into Bear Creek. You speed the next street over which goes into Guilford. Yeah. Right? You're competing. So stand out. One of the ways you can stand out is make repairs. Mm-hmm. Right? Now like I said, these are tips of, of selling during a buyer's market, right? So make repairs. <sighs> Clean, declutter. Right? Uh, curb appeal. Mm-hmm is very, very important, 
right? Mm-hmm. Now you might think that, oh, okay, well it's just a, a towel on the on the uh, on the floor. What does that matter? To a buyer, it might mean a lot. <laughs> yeah. That towel on the ground might cost you the sale without you even knowing it, right? Uh, I had a home. I won't say which one. Yeah. <clears throat> Beautiful house, gorgeous. Twenty-one year old, I think it was. Um, such a mess, Rick. You're not even gonna believe it. There was towels everywhere, clothing everywhere, McDonald's wrappers. Um, <laughs> it, it just the buyer came and bought the neighboring unit. Well, not when I say neighboring, wasn't right next door, but just down the street, which was a few years older, mm-hmm. um, rather than our unit, because the buyer couldn't get past those small little clutter. They couldn't see past it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody has that capability of going beyond what's in front of them, right? So sometimes it sticks to them, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, if I if I saw a pink unicorn in, in a room, that's all I might remember about that room. Yeah. I might not remember anything else. Everyone's different too, right? Exactly, so, yeah. so you want to make, uh, make it as appealing, right? The other thing is you want to market it like a pro, right? Now, there's people that sell for sale by owner. You know, I, I, do I recommend that? I never recommend it. I'm a realtor. I'm going to be very straight with you. You know, uh, why are you selling it um, sale by owner, right? There's so much liability. You know, there. I always make this analogy about selling cars, all this stuff. You're not selling something for 10000 20000 right? Now, <laughs> if you're very experienced in the business, who am I to tell you what to do with your property? But my advice is hire a professional. That's what they're there for, right? Yeah, now, agree. some lawyers can say that we can uh, do sales transactions for you, and lawyers can. And I'm going to be honest and straight about it. Lawyers can do real estate transactions, but there's a reason why lawyers don't want to do it. They don't want to get entangled with the bylaws and rules and regulations with the council mm-hmm. because it could affect their lottery or, or I guess their bar or whatever their, their legal thing is. It could mm-hmm. affect their license there. So they don't really want to entangle. Now, can some lawyers do it? Yeah. Can you also sell your home by yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you also repair your car by yourself? And you know, yeah. Can you defend yourself in court by yourself? Yeah. Would the outcome be good all the time? Probably not. Yeah, that, right? that makes a lot of sense actually. Um, <laughs> the other thing I would say is uh, when you're selling in a buyer's market, you, you need to price competitively, right? You have to have a strategy. Once again, it goes right back to that planning thing we just talked about. Be competitive, know what you're doing, uh, and price accordingly, right? You got to leave your emotions at the door. I tell my sellers when they're selling in a buyer's market, I can't sell your sentimental value. You know, this might be the place that you raised your children. It might be the place your grandkids come to visit. That's beautiful. It's nice. I love it. It's great. Buyer doesn't care. Yeah. You got to give them the opportunity to create their own dreams in that home because they don't really give to about yours. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, that might sound really mean. No, but, but that's reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. Um, we don't want to sugarcoat anything. You know? <laughs> no, I don't believe in sugarcoating, Rick. You know, no, I mean, it's a lot of money. Right? You might not like the advice, but you're going to love what happens with the advice. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, the next thing, and I wish I had a glass of water, but I don't. <laughs> Actually, one second. Here, yeah, yeah. I got my water right here somewhere. There you go. There nice, we go. Nice. <laughs> so I, I talk a lot. You got to hydrate. Mm. <laughs> so you can tell I'm not scripted. No, definitely not <laughs> scripted at all, guys. Uh, <laughs> okay, now with that being said, yeah, uh, let's talk about seller's market, right? Now, what is the seller market? 
almost the exact reverse of what we just done, talked about. <laughs> right? yeah. it, it, Low inventory. When, yeah, exactly, Rick. Right? Uh, there's not enough inventory in the market. Right? Yep. Uh, and, and a lot more buyers. Right? So now sellers have the advantage in that market. They get now to determine what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. Right? It's very similar to what we're in right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, that's and, why I was asking and, the question. And that's why I kind of wanted to you know, have that at the end here of what's mm -hmm. happening in the seller's market. And it's basically what's happening right now. Um, without getting so much into the detail of what a seller market is, it's just what we just explained. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sellers have the most advantage. During a seller's market, you'll see what's happening in today's market. You're going to get bidding wars. You're going to get buyers who are going to compete with other buyers. You're going to get some buyers that have the financial backing to say, hey, I don't care if I need to repair this. I want it anyways. You're yeah. going to get some buyers that are skilled in trade saying that, oh, that needs repairing? I can do it. I don't care. Yeah, you're seeing a lot right? more of that nowadays, right? You know, we just talked about with Steve the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? that's right. Thanks about, to Steve for coming by. <laughs> <laughs> about uh, uh, how buyers are going subject free. Right? You're going to get these in seller's market, not so much in a buyer's market, but buyers have the options there. Mm -hmm. uh, but in a seller's market, buyers are so anxious to get the property, they may forego things like inspections, um, where you're seeing uh, subject to financing clauses waived, right? Mm -hmm. which is a big thing. Yeah. Right? We're going to talk about that with one of our mortgage brokers on the shows as well. Uh, we also got a financial planner coming as well that's going to be talking about estates and wills and how all that kind of stuff is, but that would be another topic. Well, that would be awesome. Um, but typically in a seller's market, homes sell uh, faster, low inventory. Low right? inventory. Hence the bidding. Process. People are just in a, just in a rush, right? <laughs> well, the it is. Buyers it's, it's, just, it's just you know. It, let's let's forget about the media here. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people <laughs> who know me very very well know that uh, uh, me and the media uh, are maybe not always on the same page, right? Um, but. The public, maybe. The public reads it, they, they, they see what's going on in the news, and they react that way, right? So the media can have a very strong impact on what's happening in the market. And if the media says, home prices are going to rise, what do you think buyers are going to do? They're going to be like, oh, great, great, we better, we better buy, better buy now before they go higher and higher and higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you'll often have buyers overspending, going over asking price, as we see today, sold 200 over asking, 300 over asking, all these kind of things. You'll often have these kind of things. Seems to be the trend still going on. It is, <laughs> like it now. is. How long that will continue? That's what, that's what time, I wanted to ask time, you. Time, you know, do, you, do you see that real estate being one of the last appreciating assets left, you know, in terms of like whatever else is out there, in terms of something as big as real estate? And, and then do you see that in the future, over the next, like, what if this seller's market just continues to keep going? You know, is there a tipping point eventually? That's what, you know, that's okay, what I'm well, it's, it's a really good question, Rick. It's a um, question, um, <laughs> I don't know. Right? Like, I mean, how, how, how long can this go on? It's going to go on until it's going to go on, Rick. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a crystal ball, ball yeah. here, right? Uh, it's going to go on however it's going to go on for. This sh what this show is about, it, it's not about... Uh, telling you, well, wait five years, this is going to happen. No, it's about telling you what to do in the current market that we're in right now. And my advice, based on many years yep. of being in this industry, right? Um, so I'm going to give a shout out, a little small disclaimer here right now is, is this advice is used for educational purposes, yes. right? It, it's just try to dumb it down and, and hopefully people understand and ask questions. We've had people call us 
and ask questions already, which is fantastic. We only had five shows. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and we haven't even I haven't even shared this out to my own group yet. Exactly. Right? Same. <laughs> really, so, which but, which is great. Yeah. Right now, um, let's talk about what buyers should do in in, in a seller's market. Okay. Right. Um, act fast. This market is right. In a seller's market, you're competing with many, many, many buyers. So, time is sometimes not your friend, especially when it comes to buying real estate in a seller's market. Right, you have to act fast. With acting fast, you you need to know that you're at a disadvantage right from the get go. Right, you don't have that negotiation power. Some people are like, oh, okay, well, maybe uh, I see it's listed for this price. Maybe we can go under this price or under this price. Well, it's not just you going to be bidding. It's going to be other people. So you might not have that chance to do the negotiation tactic. Right. And then they lose out on a sale. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that's going to go happen. to my next point here is. Uh, Know your financing before you start making that bid, right? The last thing you want to do is start making a bid and all of a sudden you find out you can't even afford it. Your mortgage is not approved, right? Yeah. You, you want to, it's all, once again, I just said it again, planning, Yeah. right? So important. You, you know, talk to your financial advisor, find out what your numbers are, what your monthly payments are going to be, right? Try to get all those things done before you make that offer. It's going to be very, very crucial, right? Of course. <laughs> um, you, so we said we want to be patient. Um, you know, don't settle, really. You know, uh, unfortunately, what happens in these markets is because people rushed so much, right? And I know this this might kind of sound um, opposite from the, you know, act fast. Yeah, yeah. But there's a difference of acting fast and settling, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you know what you want, then go get what you want. Don't yeah. settle. Right, because what happens in this market sometimes, Rick, and I've seen this many years, and you're not going to just see it now. This will come back and bite that buyer in the, I don't know if I can say the thing, but <laughs> bite them a few years later. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they didn't do their inspection. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. They wanted they wanted five bedrooms. They settled for four. They didn't realize they would have a, a little one on the way, like you have your little one, right? Yeah. Now, can you imagine <laughs> that one running around everywhere, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, they yeah. didn't picture that. They didn't picture the fact that, you know, they should have went for a three-bedroom unit rather than, oh, sorry, a, a two, a three-washroom unit, bathroom unit, rather than a two, mm-hmm. right? It happens with condos all the time. People get a one-bathroom unit when they really should have got a two because the amount of people they have come over, the amount of people that live in the home, they didn't realize it, so they settled. And now they find themselves having to sell faster and they might have to sell when the market turned uh, turned around. So it wasn't a selling market for them. Now they're selling in a buyer's market, mm-hmm. right? Which, you know, which now they're at a loss and disadvantage again, right? So I would say, you know, don't, don't settle, right? You know, know your market, know what's happening in it. The fear right? of missing out is real. It, it is, it is. And, and <laughs> so know? for buyers in this market right now, you know, be patient, act fast though. Right, know what same thing, planning, 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 right, and don't settle, right. Um, obviously, underlining of all these things, Rick, is, is mm-hmm. obviously call me and I'll guide you through all this stuff, of right? Of course, of course. Now, let's talk about our good old sellers in a seller's market. Boy, are you guys cashing in right now, <laughs> right? Now, yeah. some, some people are cashing in hundreds of thousands, if not maybe in the millions, they are cashing in. Right now, what should sellers do? If you find yourself as being one of the benefits of a seller in a seller's market, how should you act? Um, 
start jumping for joy. <laughs> um, no, but but same thing before. You, you, you want to clean and organize your property. You, it doesn't mean just because a seller's market, you know, you can have dirty underwear lying around and think, well, someone's <laughs> going to buy it. Don't doesn't matter. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, because what's going to happen is momentum starts picking up. Other sellers start seeing what's happening, which is happening right now, right? We're mm -hmm. starting to see more listings coming out. Yeah. We're still in that market, but you're now getting in competition with other people. But right now, you still want to, you know, be clean, declutter it. You still want to show your property, you know, as best as possible to get that higher price. Because let's say you have underwear on the ground, you got uh, towels there, <laughs> McDonald's wrappers, Wendy's, <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah. You know, but you got five offers still. But if you had cleaned up, and you actually put some time into the property, you might have got 10 or 15. Mm. Right? Yeah, you, yeah. you know, there's still, you still have buyer mentality, right? Um, you want to look at all offers. Set a time, set a date, you know, figure it out. You know, there's different strategies. Uh, the common strategy right now what's happening is the whole showing Saturday, Sunday, offers on Monday, mm -hmm. right? But you really need to determine how to sell. Did you give your property enough exposure on the market? Did you advertise it enough out there to have people view it, mm -hmm. right? Now this goes into our for sale by owners people a little bit here. I'm gonna take a quick shot at you guys <laughs> out there. Um, like I said, you guys can do it, but when you're doing a for sale by owner, you're probably using Craigslist or Kijiji or something like that, yeah. which, <laughs> you know, uh, or you have that nice sign in front of your home saying for sale by owner. Yeah. You know, how many people are driving by are you gonna get in a week? Maybe 100, 200, that's great, fantastic. Craigslist, how many people are you gonna have? Maybe. Uh, I don't know, a few hundred a day maybe? Lots luckily. of time wasters. Right? <laughs> That's but when you when you yeah. list on the MLS service with a realtor, you're going to get thousands. And your realtor can help you with the views and um, they can show you how many people have actually viewed your property, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, one of the things that you really want to uh, be aware of is when you're, when you're a seller, sell, selling in a seller's market, is you need to be aware of who the buyers are, um, what position are they coming from, and mm -hmm. um, obviously as a seller, you're gonna want subject-free offers. That's what sellers want in a seller's market. But let's just say right now you don't have a subject-free offer. Well, you, and they have subject to financing. Well, you, you kinda wanna determine what, what stage are they at? Do they have, do they need to sell a property? Mm -hmm. To buy your property? Yeah. Right? Uh, are they pre-approved already? Maybe ask for a pre-approval. Right. If they if they have a pre approval, maybe you get one. Uh, maybe they can provide a, a bank draft with their offer. And this goes into buyers' tips too. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. When you're a buyers in a in a seller's market, when I talked about before about getting pre planning and everything. Yeah. yeah. Get a bank draft ready when you go submit that offer. Helps a lot. Maybe you have a cover letter, mm -hmm. right? Of who you are. You'd be surprised. A nice, sad, or not, or, or a very empathetic story of who you are, what your family is, and everything. What your hopes and dreams are may sway the may sway the seller. Mm -hmm. You never know. Never know, right? Unless you try. You know, you, you spend maybe 25, 30 minutes writing a, a compelling letter. You never know, right? Never know. Um, but as a seller, you, you want to do your facts too. Now. Uh, with a cover letter that says that you have a newborn and you your hopes and dreams were to live in this home since you know you were a little child, would that convince a seller to not take the other offer of a hundred thousand more? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But if it's just a few thousand more, maybe. It's possible. Right? You never know. <laughs> so as a seller, I would say that you have all the facts in front of you. Uh, also, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but 
still do your research too. That's why you hire a realtor to do these researches, find out what the competitive, uh, what everything else is going for. Yeah, of course. Right now, if there's to get back to your story about five homes on the block. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, you're gonna want to know what the neighbors are selling for. Right. Have they sold yet? Some homes sell off the market. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Right. That's and you don't even know about it. And a lot of people don't know about that either. You no, know? no, no, they don't, Rick. Right? Yeah. And and it. See, I mean, I'm not joking around so much about in this video as I do my other videos. It's because it's a very serious topic. In this of one, course, right? Of course. Buyers market, sellers market, what to do in it. Um, it becomes very confusing, especially for uh, first-time home buyers or even very well experienced, right? Because you don't you don't have control of the other party. You don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I would say. Who holds the negotiation power? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, is there any last tidbits you want to finish up with in this episode before we wrap it up here? Um, in this well, crazy whether market. It's a, whether it's a buyer's market or seller's market, right, Rick? I mean, you, you want to study the market. Get a realtor, right? I, I know I joke around with saying, call me, call me, right? But, <laughs> yes. but you know, you want a professional, of course. right? You want to know what's happening, what's going on. Um, and you get an area specialist, right? You know, I, I don't live on the island, right? <laughs> so would I want to list something on the island? No, I don't live in Prince George. I know we talk about Prince George stories all the time, <laughs> yeah, right? Do, yeah. uh, I've had some clients call me and say, Jeff, you know, I want my property in Prince George. Can you list it? And I refer it out. I'm like, you know, thank you for calling me. You trust me. That's why you called me. I trust this agent out there, mm -hmm. right? It's best that they can serve you best by calling them. Right. So, uh, one advice I would give for our sellers out there in different areas is uh, find a local area specialist. Find out how busy they are. Mm -hmm. Just because that realtor has thirty, you know, bus stop signs everywhere, doesn't mean they might be right for you. Right. Um, maybe you might not want someone so busy. Mm -hmm. That's right? the thing. Sometimes they can't cater to your exact it's, needs because they're so busy. Exactly. Sometimes you yeah. might need that handholding a little bit more. Sometimes you might need a little bit more of that personal touch. Yeah. No. I right. Agree. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, we're busy as well, but what we do in our team over here, Rick, right, is when we get more busier, we hire more people. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. We always want to keep mm -hmm. that same um, integrity, that same st comfort level with all of our clients. Right. So if we find ourselves in a position that we're getting too busy, we'll go ahead and hire another realtor on our team to, to cater for that, right? So uh, one of the tips I would say for that is is uh, interview your realtors. Whether it's a buyer's market or seller's market, interview your realtors, find out what's going on, find out what they know. Have a conversation. And a lot of people are sometimes nervous about dealing with an agent that's new in the business. Don't be nervous, right? Everybody started somewhere, mm -hmm. right? The best doctor in the world one day was a rookie, right? Yeah. You know, uh, the best lawyer in the world one day had his first case too. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you sit down, talk to them, find out what their strategy is, find out what their plan is, right? It doesn't, like I said, just because that person sold 100 homes last year doesn't mean they're right for you. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I agree. Um, now, one thing I want to really want to end off with, and this is kind of a twist here, Rick, yeah. is <clears throat> can you create a buyer's market or create a seller's market um, in the opposite market. Mm -hmm. So, for, in other words, you know, it's a buyer's market right now. Can I create a seller's market in a buyer's market? No, or can I create a buyer's market in a seller's market? Uh, and the answer is yes. A market inside a market. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's true. And, and this is uh, this is things that not too many people think about, right? Now, if you go back to your original story, what you just said in the very, very, very beginning, 
Yeah, but five, seven it holes? Five, it was five, four to five as well. Four to five, right? Now, on that block, right? Now, if a buyer is coming there, what are they going to see? Sold. They're going to see five, <laughs> well, hopefully they sold, but, yeah, but yeah. let's just say <clears throat> all of them got listed on the same time. Now you have five homes on one block that are most likely probably the same, right? They were, so yeah, if, they're, well, if, they're, if, they're, if that buyer is looking on that block only, what do you think happens? Say, we're in a seller's market right now, right? Mm -hmm. But what's going to happen on that block, right? That block, just that one block became a buyer's market. Because mm -hmm. that buyer can say, well, I got five to choose from, right? Yeah. Now, we're in a seller's market, but you create a buyer's market and a seller's market, vice versa. Yeah, I got right? it. Right? Yeah. You know, it, let's say we're in, um, let's say everything around us, there is uh, so much inventory, right? You know, we, a block in front of us, uh, you know, for the sake of it, one's going to say condos or townhouses right now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the complex cross street has 10 listings. Uh, complex uh, down the street there has seven. The other complex that has 120 units has 15. And you're right in the middle. Your complex has zero listings. More importantly, nothing has been sold in there for the last two years, right? Now, although you're in a buyer's market, technically, yeah. Your building is a seller market building. Now, you know, we have to look into it and make sure there's no problems with the building because that's the number one thing people are going to talk about. You know, yeah. is there any issues there, right? But mm -hmm. for the argumentative sake, let's say there's no issues, right? Everyone just loves living there. They don't want to move out. So you have 15 units there, 10 units in the other building, seven in the other building, 13 in that building, but zero there. Well, you have a seller's market inside a buyer's market, mm -hmm. right? The second you put yours up there, you don't think everyone's going to look? Right? Oh, you know, one just got available uh, uh, at that building there, right? Yeah. You know, did you hear about it? Like, you know, uh, um, one just got a uh, one building just became available at the Fresno condos, and I just made that place up. So I'm not going <laughs> to pump anything up because uh, I was just looking at a photo of me in San Francisco with the kids, <laughs> so I saw that. Um, but you know, let's say a unit just became available at the Fresno condos or Fresno development. Everyone's going to be hyped about it. Like, okay, so one just finally got available. I was waiting for years. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you're the only unit up there, what do you think you do? You can set the price, whatever the goddamn hell you want, within reason. Yeah, yeah. Right. But reasonable. you now created a seller's market in a buyer's market. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, can you create a seller's market in a buyer's market? Can you create a buyer's market in a seller's market? And you're getting me a little nervous there, but you keep clicking buttons. S sorry. Uh, batteries running low. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Well, Robin's done here. Robin's done here. Yeah, yeah. Don't but worry. change it off. Can you create different markets? In the market that you're currently in, yes, mm -hmm. right. Um, now everything we just talked about, Rick, right? Uh, I'm gonna let you do some homework on this, yeah, which yeah. I bug you a lot. Of course. Uh, we're gonna put like a PDF or something or something that they we'll can put get a link in the things, yeah, right? In the description. It's gonna have all these kind of things that we just talked about, a little bit more detail, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm good with just ending off on that, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's problems fixed. <laughs> yeah, it was a wire. It was loose. Yeah, well, Sorry, I'm still guys. good at ending off. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, perfect, perfect. You know that sums up pretty much episode number five of the British Columbia Real Estate Podcast. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share this video. You know if you found it helpful. We try really dumbing it down for people. You know, um, a lot of these co same questions are from people actually. <laughs> that want these questions answered. So, you and, know. and Ricky, you're absolutely right. It's it doesn't have to be so confusing. 
right? It's confusing enough with just all of our terms already, oh, yeah. right? There's so much you know, information. Uh, I go to the doctor's office and he starts talking about the flexor, all this and that. And I, yeah, I find myself, you know, not even paying attention to what the hell he just said, just <laughs> focusing on that one bone. I'm like, well, what the hell is that? Yeah. The, 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 that, the hip bone's connected to the what? Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, so it's confusing enough. Yes. The pull point uh, of us doing this when we talked about it in the very beginning mm-hmm. is we've had so many people that said that they just didn't understand. They can read the news, they can read articles, but they just don't understand. And I'm like, well, why don't we make content out there exactly. to help people just understand the basics? Yeah, and that's right? exactly what the BC Real Estate Podcast is, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. we're just answering questions for you guys that you might have. So don't forget, even in the comments, uh, thanks to the people who have been commenting and liking and subscribing. Um, you know, and don't forget, if you're thinking about moving to Surrey, BC or anywhere in British Columbia, definitely give us a call. You want to give your information out there? Yeah, I think Rick's going to put my uh, lovely photo and you numbers and here, <laughs> there, wherever you put it at, right? Yeah. But uh, just for the sake of uh, this episode, 604-780-9830. Uh, my website is uh, Jeff, www.jeffchatterhomes.com. Uh, I'm with Century 21 Supreme Realty here in Surrey. But uh, as Rick stated, you know, if you think about buying or selling, give us a call. If you have a question and you're not thinking about buying or selling at the current moment, we've talked about this numerous times. Planning is your best friend. Give us a call. We'll help set up everything for you. It might not have to be today. It might not be three months. It might not even be in a year. But at least you got the education That's and you right. got the ammunition to go forward. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thanks so much for that, Jeff. And uh, we will check back with you guys next week with another great episode. See everybody.